Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. I could not be more excited about our next guest. She's a social media rock star and industry influencer. She is a taco expert. And more importantly than anything, I'd like to call her a dear friend. Please help me welcome Delilah Ramos. She is the VP of Diversity and Growth at EPM. Thank you, Michael, for having me. This is my second time around. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited and honored. You're the best. Well, it is great to have you, and it was great to see you, uh, even though it was probably almost two months ago now, the first conference I yep. went to since COVID. Yep. We got to see each other in Tampa and break some bread. So thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, my pleasure. You are a mover and a shaker in the industry. You always have something going on. I always find some new insights. But first, tell our listeners, since the last time, you now have a new position and you're kind of taking on the world. Tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> yes. So I went ahead and I took a great opportunity from Eddie Perez and Jason Frazier over at EPM. And I'm their new VP of Diversity and growth and I am very excited to help grow the team, the organization, the culture, the core values. And um, I, so far it's been my first month. I think I'm finishing up like my fourth week and I'm still in, in learning mode, but they, I dove right in, so. <laughs> well, it doesn't surprise me that you dove right in and they could not have picked a better person oh. for it. So when we talk about diversity. We talk about growth. Tell us a little bit about your journey in the mortgage industry and what it's meant to you. Oh my God, what it's meant to me. It has, it means so much. And we've gone, we've had these conversations, but the mortgage industry has meant just financial independent, financial freedom, home ownership. Um, it gives me so much options, opportunity, and I just want to share that, the more the mortgage gospel. I want to share the mortgage gospel with anyone, especially the younger generations behind us, not just the millennials, okay, because the millennials, people think, when I think of millennial, Michael, I think of like 25, right? right. That's, that's not a millennial, actually. A millennial, the the more older millennials are turning 40 or already 40 years old. So I'm talking about the generation behind that one, which I think is like Z or something. I lost, I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> and so let's talk about that because I know you and I have had this discussion before. I've had wonderful mentors throughout my career here in the mortgage industry. I know you've had incredible mentors. Why is it so important for you to give back and bring on that next generation of leaders? Because I just have to. I, I, there, it's not even an option or a choice. The good Lord gave me the ability to be at, to enter the mortgage space, of course, accidentally, like I did not plan to enter this early 2001, <laughs> as you probably did, as a lot of us. Nope. Right? <laughs> However never left since 2001 and it has allowed me to be able to own multiple properties to not um, to take my family out of low-income housing 
you know, it's it's important to break that cycle of living in in government government assistant communities. And there's nothing wrong with that. Please forgive me. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But that stopped with me, and it's important because it's just not that people don't understand that they can qualify for property, and it's sometimes even much lower than paying rent. And with home ownership comes so many opportunities and generational wealth. And that's how I'm going to leave my generational wealth to my children. So again, I just want to spread the message how important it is um, for that. That's super important. Well, I just, I love that passion. And, and you and I both share that. And that's why we've, we've talked about this in the past of it's so important to give back. Yeah. How can we add value to other people? Mm-hmm. We've been so blessed with so many opportunities throughout our careers here in the mortgage industry. And the mortgage industry has provided us so many opportunities, so many things, not just for wealth, but not only home ownership, but really the opportunities we can provide our families, the opportunities to make an impact for our communities and those in the lives around us. So I think that's why I love talking to you because you and I share a lot of that same passion yes. of how do we give back. So we talk about, you know, the live conference. Tell me about live events, virtual, right. digital. I have a lot of questions as we're kind of in the state of flux again. Yes. So it looked like in the summer things, the agenda started to roll out, the events and conferences started to happen, Michael. And now, uh, but things are moving. So I, my next, I have, oh my goodness, do I have a lot. But NAMBA is September 16th through the 19th in Atlanta. Um, Okay, so for our listeners, tell everyone what NAMBA is. So NAMBA is the National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers of America. It's an organization focused on women and minorities in the mortgage real estate space. However, everyone is welcomed. All are welcomed. But it's an opportunity um, to connect and grow. And that is happening September 16th through the 19th in Atlanta. So right around the corner. Yes. And then with that, I'm going to have to look it up because I'm so busy. And let me know as well if you're attending any of these two. I have like a list of like. Okay, perfect. I got to keep up. So I have NAMBA, like I said, the 16th through the 19th. Um, I have AIM, Fuse in Las Vegas. I don't know if you're doing that. And that's September, um, September 23rd to the 26th. And then NAREP uh, in San Diego, September 29th through the 2nd. And then um, I have MBA National in San Diego. Yep, I'll definitely be there. We will get together and break some bread at National for sure. <laughs> but exciting. Yeah. You know, and I have the same thing. I have a conference coming up. I have a credit union conference in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right at the beginning of September. I'll be at MBA Annual. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to Housing Wire Annual. AIM, it doesn't look like I'll be able to make it, but the conferences are back. Yes, they are. They're they're taking a lot of different, you know, strategies. I was just back from a conference in Nashville last week, and all masks were required for indoors. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think we kind of got to be prepared for that. But what I really want to ask you, uh, because you and I met digitally. Yes, we did. 
And what I'm seeing out there is this knee-jerk reaction of, well, if things are back, I'm going to everything back. I want to be everything live. And I think people are almost forgetting the power of building relationships. And why not leverage both, virtual and live? And, and so tell me a little bit about your mindset as it relates to this whole new wave of live conferences, but still leveraging digital. Yes. So I am still a fan of both. I, as humans, it's our human makeup, right, to have human connection. However, that's not always going to be the case. And if you throw yourself out there at every event, every conference, you're going to wear yourself out and quickly. So you have to, you have to uh, make sure that you pause that you take care of yourself, mind, emotionally, spiritually, all that, you recharge and then you go back out. During the recharging phase is where I like to continue the di- the digital, the virtual. Interesting. We're, we're doing the, I'm old school. I like to pick up the phone. I like to call people, right? Yep. Um, texting sometimes, I don't know, my fingers, I don't, they hurt after a while. I don't like texting a lot. <laughs> the phone. <laughs> Well, I love it. And I think, you know, you make a very important point that it shouldn't just be one or the other. And what I have found is when I leaned into digital, especially during COVID and have made some wonderful relationships with you, and I could list off hundreds of other people that when things are picking up live, it's so much easier to say, hey, July, you want to meet and let's grab dinner. I was in Newport Beach two weeks ago. And, of course, who's from Newport Beach? KP is from Newport Beach in Corona, California. So California. Exactly. I was able to ping him, and we grabbed dinner, and I could catch up with him. And so what I have found is even though things are coming up live, if you still leverage digital and use digital to actually build relationships, it's so much easier at these live events to say, hey, I can text someone, I can DM somebody, let's meet, let's get together. And I think it's all about fostering genuine relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's being genuine, being real with them, not just hitting them up for whatever that you're needing from them. It's really, truly building something. And, of course, then if you guys can partner or collaborate with each other down the road, great. But you never know. You never know. Well, and I love it. It is about adding value, and it's about building and fostering that relationship. So very critical. And as you are in this role of diversity and growth, building relationships is a critical aspect of that. It is. It is. Um, I think so. EPM, when I was brought on, they made me do one of those Clifton uh, exams or tests. Okay. Yep. And (laughs) I never did one. I've never done one before. So I did, and I got the report. I'm like, okay, took some time, got the report, downloaded it, pulled it up. And that was my number one was, of course, right? That's not, but it was was one of those, okay, not only do I know, (laughs) but here's proof that building relationship is like my God-given talent. You've been blessed with it, and you always make it so delightful that anytime I've ever met with you, you always make it feel like I'm the most important person in the room. 
And that's an incredible trait to have because that's what really develops and fosters genuine and deep relationships. So I want to thank you for that. You're, oh my God, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you, Michael. Let's talk a little bit. I've got other questions for you, but what are some of the things you're seeing in the mortgage industry? What are some of the trends? What are some of the, the things taking place? I know we've shifted to purchase. But there's still some refi. Volumes are still pretty high, but any observations that you have or what you're seeing taking place right now? Let's see. Um, our our first-time home buyers are having a heck of a time getting into that home that they're wanting they're having to either wait. They're having their, you know, I live in Florida. So down here in the South, in, well, people don't call it South, but down here in Florida, a lot of folks with cash are coming to the table and the offer, and they're kind of weaning out the first time home buyer. And um, it, that's harsh. That's, that's, that's hard. I actually spoke on that at next one of one of the virtual conferences we spoke on the race and the home ownership that is something that i'm seeing and i'm having to people have reached out to me and i'm having to give them information or maybe have them partner with someone else that will really go to bat for them and get them into that home with an fha offer i mean it is really it's really hard michael really hard it is. You, we've got low inventory. Very like you said, you have investors coming in with full cash offers, even if it's less than what people were asking or asking price. And as a first-time home buyer, it's really hard to compete against full cash offers. Of course. And, and uh, coming in with so much more, and then they're waiving things, inspection and appraisal. And I don't know, no, and no. <laughs> I am so glad you said that. I, I can't fathom waving the appraisal, waving the inspection just because you want that house. It's crazy. Yeah, I've had to tell some folks, listen, this may not just be your time. You do not waive those. They're, they're super vital. Do not let, let it go. It's okay. Exactly. That house wasn't meant to be. That is correct. Move on because... You can always find another house, but if you get stuck in that one and there's all kinds of problems and everything like that, now you just have created so many more challenges for yourself yep. that you've just lost all the beauty of that first-time home ownership. Exactly. So that is that is definitely um, out there and, and an issue that we're having within our space. What are some things people can do to be better prepared when they make that offer? Do you have any tips or suggestions on that front? Uh, getting pre-qualified, coming in with a certain kind of offer. Any tips on that front? I, you know, number one, if you have the savings, you know, if you can do more than than the 3% or the 3.5%, that'll help you. Um, you also need to partner with someone who is out there really doing this on a full-time level. I have some folks that are partnering with real estate professionals, and this is their part-time job, Michael, so they're not devoting the attention that this client needs. And do your research, even if it's a lender 
or real estate professional, you do your research on both of them, you look them up, you Google, you do their social media and see what they're putting out there because that person can really be instrumental in getting your foot in the door and winning that offer. And I know that, Michael, because it literally happened for me. Right. And I, I you make that point, and it's so true. I remember early on, and we'll just say in the late 90s, um, <laughs> you don't have to joke up, but in the late 90s, you know, what's the first thing you do? We're looking for a house, my wife and I, and you use a family friend. And the family friend dabbles in it. They've sold, what, three, four, five houses. They don't know what they're doing. We had to end up firing them. But it was a very good lesson that you go with people that do this day in and day out. This is their profession. They know what they're doing, whether that's on the real estate side, whether it's on the mortgage side. You're not doing yourself any favors, and you're really not doing them a favor if this isn't their real profession. That is correct. Or if they're not familiar with the market. And you have folks that are dipping in different states, and but that but they live in Texas or they live in New York, and and not to say it doesn't work, Michael. Not to say it doesn't, but if you really want that property, you're going to have to get someone who is familiar with the market that maybe some have some great connection and just have a brand themselves, and that will help you get into that home and win that offer. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about Taco Tuesdays and your podcast. I've been fortunate enough to be a guest on it, but for our listeners, tell everyone a little bit about it and kind of how it got started. Oh boy. Taco Tuesday talks with Delilah, man. I'm <laughs> So that started almost 2 years ago now, and one of my best friends from back home Chicago, who's a real estate agent, had his branding. He is the cowboy realtor. It's his thing. And I saw how impactful that was. I saw the traction he was getting. And I told myself, you know what? I want to do that. I want something that'll make me stand out that people can brand myself with. And so the idea came, we thought about it and tacos came about, right? Because you always want to partner or just do something that it's you and then something that you're passionate about. And so it'll be easy. Like it's easy for me. It doesn't take a lot of effort because I really do love to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and I was fortunate to do that prior to the pandemic because that actually, when that happened, that's when my Taco Tuesday videos and segment and branding really took off. And you end every Taco Tuesday with a phrase. Share that phrase with our listeners. I always say, happy Taco Tuesday, always sending light and positivity to all. This too shall pass. (laughs) And you know where I'm going with that and why I asked. You and I are both people of very strong faith, and I know this is a business podcast, so everyone who would tell us anything would say we should never talk about our faith. But you and I have had the conversation that – It shouldn't be mutually exclusive who we are, what we're about. Our faith is a critical part of that. Do you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners? Absolutely, Michael. I am a follower of Christ. Um, That is my everything and my number one priority in life. And it is 
important and drives me and leads me. Um, so with that, I, I don't want to ever be pushy or I'm going to use the word preachy. I, I don't want that because, again, this is I work for a company, um, mortgage space, and that may not be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. But what I do want is when you do see me in person or when you speak to me, you know right off the bat who I represent, and that's our Lord and Savior. Oh, amen to that, Delilah. I, I couldn't have said that any better myself, and that's why we get along so well. Both of us, our faith is critically important to how we live our lives, how we want to do it, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal that's who we are. That's what we're about. Delilah, you and I could talk on hours on end. I can't believe that we're almost done. A couple things as we're winding down for people who want to get a hold of you at EPM, what's the easiest way that they can get a hold of you? So it's Delilah Ramos on LinkedIn. You can, I think I'm like the only one. I pop up really quickly. I'm also on Facebook under Delilah Ramos. And then on Instagram, on I am FL. L-Y-L-A-917. So Florida, like F-L, and then Lila, which is my family name, L-Y-L-A, and then 917 is my birthday. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. So. Well, I know our listeners are going to go back. You always have some great tips and suggestions. You just bring light and positivity to whoever you talk to. So I couldn't be more blessed to have you as a guest today. But thank you so much for being on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Michael, for having me. And eat your taco, folks. Bye. All right. <laughs>